Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. everyone. Good morning. Sorry that we are a second late. We were having some tech challenges, as is often the case in the arts. Oh, yeah. This is not the arts partnership. This is Daily Dose. I'm a little thrown off my game. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Good morning and welcome to Daily Dose. I don't know where to put my legs today. Oh, sorry, I'm kind no, of put uncomfortable. Them put them there. Too. Okay, sorry. All right. We are really excited to have uh, my friend, Maz's acquaintance, and our live guest with us, Kim Pigeon. She goes by Kimberly Diane online, but Kim's on to talk about all kinds of things and to show off her new location. She's moved since I saw her in August. Oh. So let's welcome Kim to the screen. Hi, Kim. Hey, Kim. Hi. <laughs> nice you? to see you guys. Nice to see you too. How are you? Good. Really good. Look at look oh, what I brought today. Well done, Kim. <laughs> Nice. Ah, yes, I so, recognize that mug. So, Kim, tell us where you're living. I just moved to Denver, Colorado on the 27th of September, so a little over a month ago. Um, and it's been wild, but it's Are been you amazing. loving it? Yes, I am loving it. Honestly, like right now, I can look out my window. The sun's rising over the mountains. It's just like, I mean, if that's what I needed in my life, I'm good. Yeah. Well, it's just like when we look out our windows, the mountains, the, you know, <laughs> exactly the same. Thing. Yeah. The scenery is amazing in Fargo. It I know. It really is. That, that's what we're known for. We can see people walking their dogs in Bismarck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very small, but we can make them out. Yes. So, well, I'm delighted to hear that you are feeling like you made the right decision. That was a big move you made. It's a huge move. Yeah, it was uh, basically uprooting my life of 20 years that I had worked pretty hard to to establish in Fargo. So, yeah, it was intense and it was a lot, but I do think it was the right move. It's still a little, it's still a little fresh and new here, but um, I'm loving it so far. I don't know. That's, that's fabulous, and I think I think is such a great example of exactly what you just said. If that's what you needed, then you figured out how to do it. Yeah. And you didn't go there for a job. You just went. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have a job. I, I have my own business, but yeah, right. I did not. I didn't have a job lined up. I wasn't doing it for anything other than the fact that I simply have always loved Denver. So <laughs> I just, I, I think that's such a, such a fabulous way to start this conversation, Kim, because it's um, this conversation is not easy stuff that you have been working through. But here's what's incredible. Look at your conclusion as of today. I mean, it's yeah. not your end of life yeah. conclusion, but look at your conclusion today. Yeah. So all the work, all the journey has led you to this incredible place of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, and I think it's a, a daily reminder for me because I mean I still get up in the mornings and think, oh my God, what am I doing? Why am I, <laughs> why am I doing this to myself? Why am I causing all this stress? But um, yeah, I would say 
it's just, it's, it's incredible to finally living, be living my dreams, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause most of us kind of know what we think we dream of and then talk ourselves right out of it. Oh yeah. Cause it's hard. Dreams are hard. <laughs> yeah. Dreams are hard. So, so Kim, um, I didn't really know a lot of this about you, but you were, you took a personal systems disruption retreat this summer with me and with a number of other women. And you, you shared some stuff that I think is particularly valuable to these daily dose conversations. Um, so I want to go back a little bit and invite you to just talk about however much or little you want to talk about around trauma and anxiety and stress and um, PTSD and all of those pieces, which you have been uh, living with and working through. And then we're, I'm going to invite you to uh, drop some of those incredible one-liners that you and your therapist have worked on that made everybody at the Personal Systems Disruption Retreat go, um, let's just hear from Kim. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot. I mean, this year has been intense. And I guess um, I apologize if I have a guest pop in here. It's my my cats are definitely. Oh, awesome. Animals are always welcome yes. today. <laughs> You're good. Um, by the way, hello, Dr. Mary. <laughs> At long last. <laughs> Very nice to like actually meet you. I've heard so much about you, and I actually not just pass him on the way to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Walking through his house. Oh, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> Um, okay, so start. I mean, I guess I probably have to give a little bit of a backstory as to why I even have trauma. Um, uh, it's a it's a very long story, but essentially, I have uh, childhood trauma. My my growing up wasn't great. Um, my dad was an addict. Um, we clashed a lot. Him and I. I'm, I have a very strong personality, and um, like to voice my opinion, and it, my father wasn't super um, happy with that. And he was struggling with his own stuff, addiction, trauma, himself, things like that. So um, as it goes, I grew up, I was, uh, wow, this is hard, um, physically, emotionally, and mentally abused pretty much my entire childhood. Um, I did not really cut off contact with him until I was in my late 20s. Um, we had had to try, we had tried to have uh, a relationship back and forth over the years. And just to, as we were both healing, seeing where we would go, um, I think the one issue that we had was that he didn't stop his substances. Um, mm -hmm. Those are still active in his life. Uh, as far as I know, I guess I haven't talked to him in a long time. But but that played a huge part because, honestly, uh, my father was an amazing father when he was sober. He really was. Um, and I get a lot of my personality traits from him that I actually are some of my favorite personality traits. So um, it's hard for me to think that I have... You know, I've, I've talked to friends. I have a lot of friends whose fathers have actually passed away. And I say sometimes I feel like it's harder to know that I have a father that's alive. Doesn't necessarily want, want, I know he wants to be in my life, but wants to be in my life. Um, 
where they don't have a choice type of thing. So um, <clears throat> long story short, it created a lot of issues as I grew up and especially as I got into the kind of the corporate sector and the um, like working world, uh, <laughs> I developed an issue with male authority figures. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, and that is not so great in the technology world where I was working um, because it is a male-dominated field. So I was a strong personality woman um, coming into a male-dominated field with trauma about men. <laughs> that seems um, like nothing could go wrong there. Yeah, I mean, we're setting up for success at this point. Um <laughs> So what ended up, I mean, I worked my way through the corporate world. I actually, um, to backtrack a little, I actually originally went to school for fine arts. Um, I always knew I was, I was the typical millennial. I was the one who thought you graduate high school, you go to college, you get your degree, and then you go get a job in your field. Um, and came to find out that's not how the world works. <laughs> so I ended up going to college for fine arts because I figured if I have to go to college, I might as well go for something that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, and that was painting and making art. And I graduated with um, my fine arts degree, but I also got a web design and psychology minor. Mm -hmm. um, because in the back of my mind, I think I knew I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to just jump into the fine arts world. Um, a lot of the <laughs> painters. But there's no things. fine arts building to go work. Yeah, at. yeah, you know, you know, same until you die. The challenge. So I decided, you know what? I I probably should be able to make some money um, at some point in my life. So uh, that was what I pursued after graduation was my web design, and I came into. Um, after some struggle trying to find some jobs, I found one with a local Fargo company. Uh, they were super small at the time, uh, maybe 10 people. I think I was their 10th employee. Um, and they were just kind of a, a startup. They were just getting their feet wet. Um, and it, it was very exciting. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been a part of a startup company, but it's just, it's, it's exciting. The possibilities are open, you know, like, Anybody who joins pretty much has a foot in the door to be able to almost create what they want. So um, I helped create their web design department and their their arts department essentially is what it ended up being. And um, I was there for almost 10 years until the beginning of this year. <laughs> um, and so that kind of fast forwards us to uh, this year, and this year is kind of my epic change year, I guess I would say. Um, I really started focusing on going into therapy at the end of 2019. Um, I had just been diagnosed with PTSD, so at this time I was 33. I'd been living with anxiety and depression for my whole life, basically. Um, thinking that those were the issues and come to find out that actually I have PTSD from my childhood and the symptoms of my PTSD are actually the anxiety and depression. Um, so completely switched up my therapy, uh, ended up going to a therapist that specialized in trauma and uh, a modality called EMDR, which is extremely helpful for those with trauma and 
um, history like that. So through that, I started to basically unpack the layers that I had been shoving for 33 plus years. Um, and a lot of past emotions came out because you can't, you can't dive into that without reliving it, especially with PTSD. Um, you're essentially there again. Um, and when I started doing trauma therapy, uh, things started to come to light in my life that weren't, they were, the best way that I can describe it is um, the way I was living my life was based on my trauma. Mm. It was not based on, on me or my mm -hmm. happiness or who I am. Um, and that started to create even more issues <laughs> than I had already had in the business world. Um, if you add on the fact that, you know, strong woman, artist, all of that, it very left leaning in my, in my views, things like that. Um, I really was in kind of a weird situation, but I had made some really great connections and some really great friends in the business world. So, um, in a way I fit in a way I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, and what ended up coming to a head was that, uh, very close coworker actually ended up suddenly passing away. Oh. And, um, I don't want to diminish the fact that I hadn't already been experiencing issues and things like that, but this was kind of that tipping point. Mm -hmm. um, when she passed away, I, I'm not sure something, something triggered me. <laughs> I mean, essentially is what happened. And, um, I really started to struggle. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't function. I couldn't eat. I couldn't think. Um, and I'd only known her for, you know, a few months, but I think the thing that was the, the big aha moment for me was she was three years younger than me when she passed away. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, and it was sudden, it wasn't something that anybody was expecting. So I think that kind of flipped a switch in my brain that was like, Hey, wait, this could be you. Um, and if this is you, is this what you want to say your life was? Um, and I, I couldn't reckon with that in the moment. So I ended up um, having some not great things said to me in the depths of my episode and um, going into a panic attack, being sent to the hospital, um, actually ended up doing some partial hospitalization uh, with the local hospital in Fargo and as bad as that entire, and this was all in February of this year, 2021. Um, as bad as all of that was, it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Best thing. Um, yeah, I, I ended up going to intensive therapy. I took a leave of absence from work which turned into me resigning. Um, I was, you know, a higher executive in the company. I had worked my way up through the, the company ladder. Um, and I, I resigned and essentially said, you know, I can't keep, I can't keep living this existence and not, not seeing where I should be, you know, like not, not allowing me to have those kind of dreams. Cause I was stuck in the, 
the thought pattern of, um, like I said, you get a degree, you go to work, you get married, you have 2.5 children, you get a picket fence for the house. You know, I was an artist mind, but in my mind, you know, in my culture and in society had ingrained that in me. So for me to even think about the possibility of doing something else um, was a kind of a, a life-changing moment. So, um, yeah, I just started really doing a lot of internal work, um, depending on which area you are in. I'm very into spirituality now, and um, they call it shadow work in spirituality, and it's very intense, and you are digging up all the things that you don't want to look at at yourself. Um, my brother is also in, uh, in treatment for alcoholism, and it, it sounds a lot like what they have you guys go through in, in that aspect. Mm -hmm. So um, I did that with a therapist and on my own, and <laughs> what ended up coming of it was um, I moved to Denver, Colorado. <laughs> I started my own business. Um, I'm gay. <laughs> I found out I'm gay. Um, <laughs> I realized I'm gay. I guess I don't know how to put that, but um, uh, so many things in my life are unstable. The other day, I was standing at a, a laundry mat doing my laundry in Colorado, and standing outside my car, looking at the mountains, and thinking, you know, Kim, just six months ago, you were making almost six figures, <laughs> and now you're hoping you have enough money to do your laundry tomorrow. And it's like, but I'm happy. I'm happy. I, I was going to say, Kim, even, even to see you. So we did the retreat in August. Mm -hmm. you, you told us you were moving, but you hadn't moved yet. To see you from August to today, yeah. that transformation is extraordinary. I mean, you, you looked good in August, but you look... You look settled and and like you are in your body where you need to be. I've never seen that. I've known you a long time. I've never seen right. you. Like this. Right. Um, yeah. I and mean, it, it's a it's a I'm comfortable with who I am finally. And that goes actually that goes back to when you just said that you found out you were gay. You didn't. You you you're actually finding out who you are and you're right. peaceful. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's incredible. And I mean, far be it for me to put a like a grade on a timeline, but February to November is a fast timeline. So yeah, wait, you earned the A, Kim. Good job. Oh my gosh. I've, there's been time. I have sat back and reflected this last a few times this year and was like, it feels like I have packed 10 years into one year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do think that COVID uh, uh -huh. gave us some opportunities to do more of lots of things. For some people, it was more addiction. For some people, it was more work. For some people, it was more self-reflection. It was more, I mean, if, if you were lucky and you were not working on the front line and having those really awful moments and you weren't losing family members who you were watching die over iPads. And I mean, not everybody was lucky during COVID, but for those of us who were, it's amazing to think about what, 
how much we were able to reflect and change and learn and grow. Time suddenly stopped being time as we'd ever understood it for like the last, what, thousand years or something? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, last year at this time, we were just starting lockdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that insane to think about? It feels like it was a decade ago. It was last year at this time. Um, And that's, that's insane to me. And yeah, I think it has a lot to do with kind of, I mean, I don't want to say that I chose this path because I really didn't. This was thrust into my face. I was not expecting to go through. I had plans. I started getting my master's degree. I was going to become a director of communications. I had, I had plans and thoughts and all of that of where I was going and, and none of this was on the docket. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say that this was, this was something I chose to do. This was definitely um, placed in front of me by universe or God or, or whatever you believe in. But um, I did choose to take the harder route, I would say, Um, Mm -hmm. because the easier way would have been to shove it back down. I mean, I was used to that. I've been doing that for years. Um, So the easier way would have been to shove it back down and go back to my routine, go back to my corporate job, go back to nine to five, um, I was never good at that, by the way. I, was I was gonna say go back to like 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., but yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> Nine to five. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it, it's, 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 I don't want it to sound like this was something that I was like, oh, yeah, it sounds like fun to go through this. No, this was, this was the hardest year of my life. Um, but I have never felt, like you said, Dana, more comfortable in my skin. Yeah, it's incredible. So I put this comment up, which happens to be from my mom, but I just wanted to be sure that you saw it because I think she's a hundred percent right. Um, oh, she is. Yeah. This that you just are a living living embodiment of resilience, Kim. Thank you. Lots of people have to go. Th- well, everybody has to go through stuff, but not everybody comes through it, and more importantly, not everybody's willing to talk about it. Yeah. And yeah, that- and I, I'm a pretty open book, so like I, I welcome any questions. Um, more or less, my my problem is I don't want to overwhelm people with my story. If that makes sense, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. So I do have a question for you, Kim. I'm curious to know, as you've been working through this, and I mean, it's sort of like saying. I was an alcoholic versus I am an alcoholic enjoying sobriety. You don't say I was a person with trauma. You are a person dealing with trauma. Actively. I I imagine. But um, how have you seen, if at all, a shift in your anxiety, in your depression, all of that? How has that um, adjusted or or changed in this 10-month period? Yeah, I was, um, good question. I was just on the phone with my therapist the other day. Um, <laughs> shout out to Kim's therapist. He's got great one-liners. Um, <laughs> I was talking to her about just like how my brain works differently now on, on an unconscious level. And I mean, I'm, I'm definitely doing the active work to like catch myself and things like that. So, so one of the, the symptoms of having anxiety and having depression and PTSD and all the other fun stuff is um, really bad negative self-talk. And I had gotten 
really good at it. <laughs> um, I was like the meanest things that my worst enemy could say to me weren't even close to what I was telling myself in my head. Um, and so what I ended up doing and why I brought up the shadow work and along with the therapy was that I ended up having to rewrite those scripts in my head. Um, and it's actually still an active process that I have to do every single second of every single day. It feels like, um, <laughs> but for instance, one of my, one of my perfect ones is I am not enough. Mm. Um, who I am at a, at a core is not enough for anything. Um, I'm not worthy of it. I don't, I don't have time. Um, things like that. For instance, um, I don't have a significant other actually haven't for years had nothing to do with being gay. It was a lot to do with my, um, how I felt about me. Yep. And, um, what I started to do was just switch those, those scripts. So, and it feels super stupid and super corny in the moment. Um, for instance, if I have a thought come up, like I'm sitting there and I made a mistake, um, and I, I said or did something that I I uh, wasn't meaning to or didn't mean it the way it came out, which happens a lot to me, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, so if that happens, normally I would start to apologize, 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 apologize um, to the person, whether I knew if it had offended them or not. But internally, I was saying things like, God, you're stupid. Why would you ever say something like that? You're such a horrible person. Like, can't you control the things that come out of your mouth? What is wrong with you? Um, that was my internal dialogue pretty much all the time. And so what I ended up doing was one day somebody, I don't know, I think it was probably on TikTok, to be honest. I'm so it's providing mental health, if and it, at least it serves a purpose. If it works and it's free, well done. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, TikTok. But um, I heard a quote that was, love yourself the way, or think of the person you love the most in the world, and now love yourself the same way you love them. That's a great piece of advice, actually. Yeah, and it's like, I would think about my loved ones and, and this people so dear to my heart and that I, I just absolutely, and I love very hard, <laughs> very hard. You, have, um, you are high and low, very, very intensely. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so I thought about the, the person that I felt I, I loved the most in the world with them in that moment. And I'm like, there's no way, there's no way I would say this stuff to them. Like, I couldn't even fathom it. Um, so I started talking to myself like I was that person. And what's happened is over the months, I mean, it's gotten easier as I've continued to do it. But over the months, um, I now catch myself in my own head. Uh, if I have a negative thought, I will think, um, for instance, if I say something I didn't really want to come out the way it came out, um, and I say, crap, you're so stupid. The first thing I, the second thing I hear right after that comes out is, honey, you're human. Of course you say stupid stuff. Everybody says stupid mm -hmm. Like that grace, I guess. And it's innate. It's not something that I'm faking anymore. It's actually something that I believe when I hear it or I believe when I feel it. 
And that has been the game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Huge game changer. I got, it was such a game changer. I actually ended up getting I am enough tattooed oh. on my arm. <laughs> but it's backwards so that when I look in the mirror, it reads correctly. Oh. So. I can't believe you had any more space to put a tattoo. So don't come up with any more phrases, Kim. You're running out of space. <laughs> yeah, I got plenty of room. <laughs> yeah, I would say that was probably the, the biggest thing for me, just simply because I was my worst enemy. Like, I know a lot of people say that, but I was mean. I was mean to myself on a regular basis. And that, that just diminished how I felt everybody else was looking at me. Well, it's such a, it's such a um, clear way to think about it. So I know you have these baby nieces and nephews in your life who you adore. You would never say to them how stupid they are. You know, if they were learning to walk and fell over or if they right. you know, tried to put the circle in the square or whatever, you just, a loving person would not ask them if they're stupid. And yet it is the first thing that we do to ourselves. It's just amazing. It's amazing. And I think the other thing that really hit home, especially with my... Um, another con- another question? I know. <laughs> um, especially with my friend passing away who was younger than me. Um, life's freaking short. Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, I, I know we all say that, but like, you could literally walk out of the door tomorrow and die. Yeah, that's, absolutely. So I, I, I know what you mean. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, what I've started to do is I've started to make two people happy in my life. Um, and only two. I don't really, I don't care about the rest. Um, number one is 12 year old me. Mm. Um, She's got to be, I want her to look at me and be proud of what she sees and be happy for what she's, she sees me accomplish and what I've gone through. The other one is 80 year old me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason I moved to Colorado, to be honest. Uh, I, I've been thinking about Colorado for years. I've been contemplating it. I've even gone as far as trying to find a job out here multiple times. Um, but what ended up happening was one day I sat myself down and I said, you know, if I was 80 years old <clears throat> and I looked back at my life and I thought, man, you had the chance to move to Colorado and you didn't. You stayed in Fargo, North Dakota. Would you be disappointed? And my instant answer was yes. Um, and when that happened, I said, all right, we got to do it. I don't care how we do it. I don't care when we do it, but we do it. <laughs> and like, that's how I've been living going forward and just that simple change of making those two people happy has made everything so much more clear in my brain. I'm no longer living for other people. I'm no longer trying to make everybody else happy. The only people I'm trying to make happy are me. That's brilliant. It's amazing. It's an incredible story, Kim. It's beautiful. It's brave. It's sad. It's It's actually incredible. It's honest. It's really honest. And now I feel like I got to visit my 80 year old self because I'm pretty concerned that she's going to go, what in the hell did you do with <laughs> That's what my 80 year self was saying in January. Like, what are you doing, you idiot? You missed, you missed a part from your husband, comma. 
Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you do? I don't have a part of marrying Maz, obviously. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, Kim, it's an incredible, incredible story. And I think what's most delightful, most delightful, that was a good Scandinavian <laughs> oh, most there, oh, most. is uh, it's just getting started. Yeah. You're yeah. three months into this work. Yeah. I, that's the thing is like, I have to remind myself that constantly because I'm very impatient naturally. And it, and it, I always joke that patience wasn't my, one of my virtues. And, um, so there'll be times where I'm like, well, why haven't I made a bajillion dollars yet in my business? Or why haven't I, you know, created that podcast that makes me famous across the world? And, uh, why don't I have a, a beautiful partner that are now that I'm ready to be in a relationship? Um, uh, because it's been three months. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> there you go. Patience is not my virtue either. Maz pretty routinely sings the "Have Patience" song to me. I would kill him. Help me! I was no, it say, doesn't it, look. It yeah. absolutely doesn't look. You go. Oh, you're right. I no, should calm it's, down. It's actually I've never done this, but it's like telling someone to calm down. I mean, how does right? That Especially women. Like you want to yeah. tell women to calm down when she's heated up. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. So. Yeah, three months is like six months long enough in yeah. my world. So I Me know. Too. Me too. The second I start thinking about it is when it should happen. Yeah. That's that's how I live my life. A thousand percent. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Well, I like you. <laughs> this is only confirmed it, Kim. Yep. <laughs> well, thanks so much well, for, Kim, for joining us. Yes. And for you. sharing some of this. Because I think, boy, you are you really are an example of do the hard work. Take the really, really hard steps because what's on the other side is so worth it. Yeah. So worth it. So worth it. Yes, I agree. And think what you'll think when you watch this a year from now. No, it's go, so oh my gosh, look at how much I've accomplished in these long 12 months. I know it's only been a month that I've been here and I just, I keep trying to remind myself that it's been a month, Kim, a month. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> habits, no habits or nothing easy, nothing worthwhile comes easy and happens overnight. It just doesn't. So it does not. It's a, it's a journey and you are well on your way because you chose to walk a different path. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> that means a lot coming from you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I am amazing. So let's just go with that. <laughs> She does good work. I, I she does. That. She does very good work. She doesn't always know it, but she does. Yeah. I, way too much of what you said. I thought, are you in my head? What's happening here? So, you know, it's all right. This is not the Dana Delval therapy hour, much as I'd like it to be. So we will hop off. Kim, stay in touch. Yes, please. I will. And yes. we will talk Best to you luck. soon. I can't believe that. I think you're just going to keep going up. I really do. Me too. It's exciting. And so does my mother. So you've got her on your side. Yeah, so you, you're, you're in a win-win situation there. <laughs> All right, everybody else. We'll see you next Tuesday. Kim, thanks Best so much. Luck, Kim. Have a great yeah. week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L.com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.